Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Next Level Nutrition Biz podcast. I am very, very excited and happy to have my friend and past client Carly Nadine here to talk all about a day in the life of her nutrition business. So let me tell you a little bit about Carly. Carly Nadine is a certified holistic nutritionist and herbalist who helps women reduce anxiety and find balance. She believes that health involves so much more than just nutritious food and supplements, such as mindfulness, mindset, connection with nature, and community. She believes deeply in educating and empowering women to take their health and well-being into their own hands so that they can live a happy, balanced, and abundant life. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, well, I'm really excited to dive more into your business and have you share kind of what it looks like um, in starting your business, growing your business, and the day-to-day of what your business looks like now. So why don't we just get started? For those that maybe don't know you or know your your, uh, history with nutrition, how did you get into nutrition to begin with? Yeah, so this is a great question. I actually, I never really thought that much about food when I was younger. I definitely struggled with a bit of disordered eating when I was in high school. Um, I worked in the fashion industry um, for a, a lot of my young adult life. I ended up moving to Australia for a little bit and worked for a designer. So it was very much like in that world, which is completely different than the life that I live now. Um, but yeah, just, I didn't really know what it meant. I, I liked the idea of being healthy, but it was really kind of more around diet culture and a lot of restriction. Um, and I remember just working in the wellness industry or sorry, in the, um, in the fashion world. And I would get, I was really good at my job, but I remember getting really bad anxiety. Like I would have panic attacks all the time, felt incredibly not aligned with my values. Um, yeah, just all around feeling terrible, like anxiety constantly, terrible digestive issues. Um, my periods were like non-existent. So it was very, very, just, I would say out of touch with my body all around. And then I became vegan actually. And I was always a very creative artistic person. And I decided to, on the side, um, start a, an Instagram account. So I started creating recipes and taking pictures of them. And I absolutely loved it because it was a great way for me to be able to build community. I was able to share experiences and my, you know, share with other people, which was a great, um, great source of community. Um, it really got me into sustainable agriculture. It got me really into falling in love with food, Um, I am no longer vegan at all, but it was definitely a stepping stone into the direction that I'm now because it got me so interested in this world. Um, I then became really interested in more holistic therapies and found a lot of answers to things that I really wasn't getting answers to growing up. And so 
I remember thinking, I wish that there was a, like, I wish there was a career in this. So I started to look at in different schools and, and career opportunities. And then I found out that there was a school that I could actually go to, to learn all about um, holistic nutrition. And so that's when I enrolled at the Institute of Holistic Nutrition. Um, I remember going and there was not a doubt in my mind. And I, and I would say that I was always someone that um, would need to really think about things, think things through. Um, I found it hard to kind of make a decision sometimes, but I remember going there and just, you know, feeling like I belonged and there wasn't a doubt in my mind. I signed up right away. So yeah, that was a great, great way for me to just enter that world. And I didn't really know what to expect. Um, it was an amazing couple of years. Um, I ended up going down to part-time because I was also working, but, oh, the people I met was amazing. The, the program was fantastic. Um, you know, there are pros and cons, I would say to any school, but it definitely gave me a lot of the knowledge, um, that I, that I was looking for. So yeah, that's kind of my story of how I got into it. Um, and then it kind of all just grew from there. I, I'd say that, you know, my love for um, herbal medicine came, I started to become and feel more empowered in my body and mm -hmm. was really able to, you know, really support my body and body, mind and spirit, which is something that I think was really lacking. Um, yeah. So. so what would you even say like a daily like ritual was for you maybe before when you were in the fashion industry, which is really interesting. I didn't actually know that. So it's nice to know you had this whole other past, you know, maybe that was, I'm just going to make an assumption here. Maybe it was more like busy for getting breakfast, grabbing coffees, like, you know, go, go, go. Like how, how does it look differently now for you? Like what would a day like ritualistically look like for you, you know, implementing nutrition and herbalism into your day now? Yeah, I love this question because it really is so different. I do feel like a completely different human for sure. So a day for me would be definitely skipping breakfast, having coffee right away. Like the idea of even having a morning routine was not a thing because usually I would go out, I would have drinks. Um, you know, I definitely abused that um, quite a bit in my, you know, 20s. Um, yeah, I would wake up late, rushed, grab a coffee, um, you know, jump in the shower, like zero, just like rush, rush, rush all the time. Um, and then, you know, would maybe buy my lunch out, drink a lot of diet Cokes, have a lot of like protein bars, very low calorie things. Um, just had no concept of what, you know, anything nutritious actually was, wasn't paying attention to my cycle. I couldn't tell you, you know, um, when the last time my period was, um, very, very out of touch with that. Um, definitely, you know, just stressed out all the time, lots of coffee, not a lot of food. Um, yeah. And, and no routine whatsoever. I definitely, you know, worked out, but from, it was definitely from a place more from like punishment or just like, you know, needing, wanting to, you know, stay small and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. And so, on the other hand, what I've noticed for myself, which is so, so huge for my own mental health um, through experience is my morning routine. So the way I am definitely just such a Vata, if anyone knows that kind of Ayurveda, um, and I am a very more, I would say on the high strung sort of person. I'm very flighty, very air. I'm Aquarius. So I definitely have a lot of air in me. 
Um, so I need that groundedness. I need to be grounded to be able to set myself up mentally and physically. And I can feel the difference significantly. So I look back to what I was experiencing, you know, in my younger days. And I just am like, oh my God, I just want to <laughs> hug myself and be like, you poor thing. No wonder you felt like shit. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> um, so yeah, just like for me, what makes a huge difference is like, um, is, is morning routine. So making sure that I'm setting myself up for the day, meditation and yoga is such an incredibly huge part of my life. Um, movement in terms of my cycle. So not just like constantly doing hit workouts and, and cycle and, you know, all these kind of cardio workouts that I was doing, like really, really honoring where I'm at resting, which was something that I could never do. <laughs> like resting for me is actually something I need to work on, but it, it was always something that I need to actually, you know, practice mm -hmm. and resting when I need it and, and all of those kind of things. And then when it comes to food, like finding joy in eating. Um, so eating real foods and, you know, being quote unquote healthy, however, being able to enjoy myself and, you know, going out with friends and, and having that balance um, and really just enjoying things, sitting down to eat, mm -hmm. um, just really, I think a lot of stuff I used to roll my eyes at when I was younger was very much that uh, more spiritual sort of side, I would say to it. We're now in my, you know, mid thirties, I have such a strong connection, not only to myself, but I do have a very good spiritual practice. And that is something I think for me that was really, really missing. So, and that can be different for everyone. Um, but for me, it's more of, you know, having a little bit of that spiritual side, but also really connecting with my food, gratitude, even so that mindset sort of aspect where, you know, I'm sitting down and actually acknowledging where my food is coming from, mm -hmm. uh, acknowledging being grateful for having food, taking time. So I would say like, including more rituals, mm -hmm. and making things more special, like that's life. And I think those are the most sweetest parts of life are those little moments that you can have with someone or even just with yourself, 15 minutes of just like really taking that time to do something that you enjoy or just acknowledging, um, you know, those small moments. So yeah, I would say that um, morning routine or just a routine in general, um, rituals and just incorporating a bit more spirituality into my life. Um, and what that looked like for me, because it is different for everybody and community. Yeah. And community. So community, I think is a, is a very, I think it's a pillar of health that we often overlook. Um, and it's been something that's been so, so apparent to me in this past year. Um, especially I think over the pandemic, uh, for a lot of people, like, I don't think a lot of us, like as a collective really realized how incredibly important, important community is. So yeah, that's been another thing I think for me that, uh, that I was lacking community and, and, uh, connection with like-minded people. Yeah, yeah. Or people that helped me grow. Which I think, I mean, there's so many points I want to touch on here, but I think, you know, kind of reflecting back to how this could relate to a business is, you know, we can likely and often feel very isolated and feel like we're on our own and feel like, you know, if we're setting deadlines on ourselves or trying to reach some goal, it's like, we can almost like let go of these rituals and just be like, okay, I should be working or I should be answering emails. And it's almost like, you know, coming from this 
past life of for you being uh, in the fashion industry and then like finding wellness, finding nutrition, finding yourself, you know, you kind of almost have to be careful then when you come out of school that you don't lose that when starting the business, which I can relate to personally, you you know, like losing some of my own rituals because it's like, okay, I've shifted out of this, like working on myself phase to working on my business. So I guess to bring it back to you, like, do you feel like in your business, like, have you had to really like be like clear about setting intentions to not lose yourself while growing this? And do you have good boundaries around your business? Yeah, this is a great question. And I think the thing about it in life, like you can't be perfect. And I'm someone who realized that like, yes, I think that I have this tendencies to like, want to be a perfectionist where, you know, such an extremist where I was such one way that I was like, I have to be perfect. And that's how people will respect me. That's how, you know, everything will work out. Um, But I think it's about showing yourself some grace because it's not linear. Like there's going to be times in your life when you graduate school or, you know, you're maybe going through a particularly hard time. Like there's sometimes weeks where I'm so busy with different jobs and gigs that, you know, I maybe don't have time to do my 30 minute meditation in the morning or don't have time to like, I'm not going to have this perfect week where, you know, I'm working out every day. I'm eating really, I'm eating quote unquote perfectly and like doing all the things. But I think what it's important is, you know, to try to do the things that really do make you feel grounded, do make you feel good, but allowing yourself some grace for when you do go through seasons in your life or, times where, you know, some of that stuff does go on the, on the wayside, which is totally fine. But what's really cool, what I have acknowledged for myself is especially when I go through really hard times in my life. And I'm talking like earth shattering, hard times. What is really amazing is when you can kind of step back for a moment and really recognize, okay, what are my non-negotiables? What are my boundaries? Like, what are things that I absolutely have to do that are going to make sure and ensure that my cup is full so that I can show up better in my business, for my family, for myself, for everything. So I think that, yeah, try to do all the things, but really sit down with yourself and be honest um, in, you know, what your non-negotiables and they don't have to be, you know, 10 things in this perfect morning routine, Mm -hmm. but yeah, pick the things that like when you do feel chaotic, when you are in those times of, feeling really, you know, overwhelmed with life. Those are those really interesting pivotal moments when you can say, okay, I actually really know that these things are really going to help me. So I'm just going to speak personally for myself. I know when I'm going through a really anxious time, going through a lot of stuff and life changes, I know for myself, I need to um, go easy on the caffeine. I need to nourish myself with good food. So if that means ordering from somewhere that I know is really healthy because I maybe don't have the time to cook or the mental capacity or, you know, I'll batch cook or something like that. But eating really nutritious food is a non-negotiable for me when I'm going through those times. Uh, A quick morning meditation. So 10 minutes every morning, I'll set that time aside because I know for me, that's a non-negotiable. And for me to show up mentally for my business and everything, I need that. Mm -hmm. So nutritious food, 10 minutes of meditation and connection with my community. So whether that be connecting with a girlfriend and going for a 20 minute walk, um, you know, or 
you know, connecting with someone that I really need to talk to. Um, yeah. So that for me would be like when I'm going through those hard times, those are like my non-negotiables. So I know that was kind of a long winded answer, but basically just, it doesn't have to be perfect. And I think when we can really step outside and really recognize for us what really works and what doesn't, um, I think those are kind of the most important ones because, you know, you're going to go through face, you're going to go through seasons where you can do all the things and mm -hmm. you feel so aligned and everything's so amazing, but you know, life, life is not linear. Health is not linear. And yeah, just being able to be easy on yourself and, and knowing what's going to help, um, fill your cup so that you can feel supported. Yeah. I hope that answered your question. I kind yeah. of, no, no, it really did. And I think it's, um, such great, a great reminder. I mean, yeah. I think for people that maybe tend to be more on that perfectionist side, which I'm going to make a total assumption here, but I think a lot of health practitioners fall into that. 100%. Um, yeah, because, you know, we want to help others, but we have such high expectations on ourselves. And when we don't meet those expectations, it's almost like it's black or white. We do it 100% or we don't do it at all. Um, and I think that definitely can also happen in business. So I'm curious, when it comes to your business, like, do you feel like you try to take this approach of like finding balance or finding what works for you and kind of moving now more into like, when setting up your business or even the structure of your business or what you offer, like how do you choose or find something that kind of values um, doing what you want to do and not just doing what everyone is telling you to do with your business? I love this question. So basically I would say that um, I think for a long time, I felt like I was kind of just like pushing this boulder up a hill because I, I was doing like, okay, I want to do what everyone else is doing. If I do this, you know, I got to just do this. And once I find, you know, this right program or this right thing, then, you know, everything will, will be easy. So I think that I was just trying so hard to do kind of what everyone else was doing. And I was very much in that world where I wasn't really allowing myself to do what felt good in my heart and what, what felt good for me. Um, and so I think I was, just really trying to, to try to do what everyone else was doing. And that didn't feel good. And I mean, it's great to hear people's experiences and especially like working with a business coach was amazing, especially for someone with, for like me that has all of these different ideas, but is able to work with someone to really help kind of lay those foundations mm -hmm. or really help me kind of set my, um, my thoughts straight. Yeah. But I think for a long time, I was constantly looking, oh, as soon as I find this perfect niche, as soon as I find this, as soon as I find that then everything will be so amazing. And I think a lot of the comparison, and I'm sure all of us have heard that, that the comparison is the biggest thief of joy. That for me, I felt so deeply, so deeply, um, especially over the past, like the beginning of, of starting my business. Um, yeah, and not taking the time to like really acknowledge all the things that I had accomplished. Um, and when you're in flow, and when I was in flow, everything just kind of felt good because I was just being myself. I was being of service. I was doing the things that lit me up. Um, you know, obviously not everything can be, you know, really easy. Like working, having your own business is very, you know, can be challenging at times. So I think putting those, working with someone and having those, um, 
you know, foundations in place so that things can work well is really, really mm-hmm. important. But I think not comparing yourself to other people was a huge one for me. Um, and so, yeah, just finding your own. And then another thing for me was I was saying yes to so many things. Like I was kind of coming at it from a place of lack. I had to really work on my own money mindset and lack mentality. And I think when I first started out, I was literally saying yes to everything, even if it didn't really fit in with my values or, you know, what lit me up. I didn't get excited about it. It was like very just like something I was doing just because I wanted to make a little extra money or I was fearful that the money wouldn't be there. And what happened was because I was doing so many different things and because I was saying yes to so many things that weren't aligned it didn't allow space for the things that really did matter to me. So a huge lesson for me has been that I don't say yes to everything. I've become very, very clear, um, which even working with like a business coach and, and, and just time in the industry and working for myself, I've become very clear of what my values are what lights me up, what my quote unquote brand is, who I am really Mm -hmm. just, just, just becoming more comfortable with, with myself and who I am. Um, I've been able to be like, okay, does this company who's reaching out to me, does it align with my, a, my community Mm -hmm. and B with me? Like, is this a product that I would use? Is this something that I value? And I think that once I started saying no to these things, actually, I'm going to be honest, like magically, all of these things that did align started coming in. And so it was really a really huge learning experience for me, especially this year that as soon as I got rid of the crap that I didn't want to do, or as soon as I got rid of those jobs I was doing just because I was afraid that I wasn't going to make enough money and that lack mentality, it was allowing more space for me to, be able, me to be able to work on things that I did want to do, collaborate on things that I wanted to collaborate with, things that lit me up and how I wanted to show up for my community So and for in my business. So yeah, those would be the main ones is like, I would say comparison, comparing myself to other people and just waiting for this, you know, magic program or magic person to come along, then my business would be able to take off. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, just saying no to things that I don't want to do and becoming more comfortable with who I am and the practitioner that I am. So, and my values. So those would be the main ones for me. So I'd actually love for you to give some examples of like, what are you doing with your collaborations or what opportunities have come up that do align? Like how, maybe like, what's your non-negotiable for yes, this is a fit or no, this isn't a fit. And maybe like, what are some of these, if you feel comfortable talking about Uh. like the actual partnerships you've been involved in? Yeah, I love this. So I think before I, I, I can even just feel myself, like how I showed up online, like four years ago in comparison to I, how I do now. So I used to show up very in a way that got to be perfect, got to be this got to be that. Um, I think as soon as I let go of that, um, identity that I had to be perfect, um, Uh, And I started being vulnerable and I I can honestly say I didn't start being vulnerable on my social media until I would say probably this year. Once I started to open up and be more vulnerable about my experience, um, I would say that my community became a lot stronger in terms of people that, you know, I follow and and all the, and and follow me and, and interact with my page and stuff. And 
I was able to start having like real conversations about real things that matter to me. And Instagram wasn't this thing that I was like dreading or social media in general. It was, it became more of a place that, you know, um, that I could be vulnerable and I could be myself and have these really great conversations and really great connections with people. So I would say that the ones that I've been saying no to, I've had companies reach out to me that have offered like pretty big paychecks. Um, but they've been like, I don't know, just things that don't align with me that are like maybe rooted in diet culture or, you know, just, just companies that I'm kind of like, what, what I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head, like, um, Activia, like a yogurt company. I don't know if I can name a brand, but a, a yogurt comfort reached out, to, a company reached out to me or someone that was associated with, with like Nestle or something. And I was like, you know what? I don't yeah. want to do this. Like, or just companies that felt very like salesy and like just stuff that I was kind of just like, I don't want to do this. So it was really empowering when I, when I started saying no. Yeah. And then companies that I really, really love, especially herbal products company, when I started showing up as you know, being an expert in, um, as an herbalist, like working with herbal medicine, I was approached by like a lot more companies that I love. So that was, um, like new roots reached out to me, which is a really great company. Um, uh, Canadian company that I absolutely love. I love their, their products. I've done quite a bit of work with them. Um, St. Francis herb farm, um, uh, just things like that, that I've been really loving. And then I've been able to connect with more kind of companies that aren't so I would say like corporate or big like smaller companies that I really value um those have been really really great as well um and then yeah I I work with harmonic arts um just companies that I really love mm-hmm. and I think writing down I, I was suggested to me from someone to start writing down kind of to manifest like kind of brands and companies you would want to reach out to And I'm not going to name anyone, but there was this one herbalist in particular that I've been following for quite a while. And they reached out to me and just said, you know, I really love your page and what you talk about. And and I would love for us to someday, I think she's located in, in New York. And she was like, yeah, I would love for us to meet up someday and collaborate. And it was just so, I don't know, it just gave me such a great feeling of community and just that, you know, because once I started showing up more authentically, I was attracting people and brands and experiences that I actually like. I didn't feel fake, if that makes sense. So yeah. as soon as I stopped being fake, stopped being afraid of not being perfect, showed up and said no to all those like cheesy shit that I didn't want to do and more, you know, showing up authentically as myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I attracted more people that uh, I really look up to. Um, and then there was another brand that um, I won't name the, their names because I haven't worked, I haven't uh, collaborated with them yet. It's in the works, but yeah, a company from the States that I've been following for a while. So just like little things like that, like the little breadcrumbs that you're just like, oh, this is so cool. So yeah, I would say that, yeah, once I started kind of more showing up authentically and, and saying no to the stuff I didn't want and yes to the stuff that I did. Um, yeah, it's, it's really served me in my business so far. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think very inspiring to hear, you know, just that reminder again, like do you and be you, because if you're trying to be someone else or you are like putting things out on social media that 
people can kind of tell aren't aligned. People might not resonate a little bit or they might not resonate as much with it where when you're like, okay, this is what I'm interested in. This is what I love talking about. Here's what I love sharing. And it doesn't have to follow some kind of structure. Like I know when I fall on your Instagram page, I immediately, and I think I might've expressed this to you when we first started working together, but I immediately feel like this groundedness, this calming energy. Like I love the images you share and nothing super flashy about it. And I love that you've been able to grow your business kind of in your way where it's not like constant promotion or it feels super businessy. Like it just feels like a person who's super knowledgeable sharing what she loves. And, and, you know, it's a really good reminder that that is enough sometimes, right? Like what you're doing is still attracting opportunities, but you're not doing it in a way that maybe ex business coach told you to do it, or, you know, society's telling you to run your business. It really does seem like you found kind of that sweet spot where you can show up and feel good about what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. And and it's interesting. I actually think we live in a world now, especially with social media where it's like, okay, you know, I just graduated, got to start making my 10 K months. I think it's so I had a, an actually a session with an amazing energy healer um, the other day. And he said to me that he'd been doing it for 30 years. And he asked me, he was like, how long have you, you know, been working in this, in this world? And I said, well, you know, I, I graduated school about four years ago. Um, but I actually just officially went on my own as, you know, a holistic practitioner this year. I would say that that doesn't, that's not having any, like, you know, an extra job and all of that kind of stuff. And he was like, you're a newborn baby. Like I've been doing this for (laughs) 30 years. And so I think we're so in this headspace where it's like, you know, you know, got to get the graduation, got to get the, then, then I have to have this booming business in 10 K. And I think it's, we're rushing it so much. And I'm really trying to really remind myself that my success is, is inevitable. And my friend mentioned this to me the other day, and she was like, your success is inevitable. If you keep learning and you keep striving and you keep consistently working on your business, your success is inevitable. And I absolutely love that. And it just struck a chord with me where I was like, you're so right. Like Mm -hmm. if I keep perfecting my craft and keep showing up authentically and for my community and just keep doing me, like my success is inevitable. And Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I really loved that because before, like even like three years ago, everything from was from a place of like lack. I don't have enough. I suck. My business isn't where I want to be. Look at all my colleagues. They're surpassing me like tenfolds. And it was a constantly this state of like putting myself down and like being really anxious. And I think that's where things really have changed for me when I have really changed my, um, my perspective of it and my, my, yeah, just how I view it. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, just a nice little affirmation that you can say to yourself. <laughs> well, and I mean, I have the pleasure of being on video with you right now, although this is not video recorded, so no one else can see you, but just even watching your energy and your face change from this, my success is inevitable and this like brightness and like, just like this, like energy outpouring from you to then going back to, I suck, I lack, I, you know, I'm not where my other colleagues are. Like there's just such a difference in those energies. And I think if we're coming, you know, using social media as an example, if we're coming to our social media already betting against ourselves, people are going to see that they're not going to feel that energy there. And it's almost like, I don't even feel like 
you shifted even really what you were sharing online, like, like in terms of like, you're still sharing food photos, you're still sharing like the same aesthetic stuff you were sharing before, but it's almost like there's a different energy underneath it and a different belief that that is what's now attracting people. So it's, it's funny to, to really put that in perspective of like, you know, there could be two people doing the exact same thing, sharing the exact same stuff online. And one has a really strong belief in themselves and one doesn't. And who's the person that's going to succeed. And that's not to say like the other person won't, but I just think that there's such a difference in the energy and, and that plays a huge role in business and life and relationships and everything. Of course. Absolutely. And I think with that, with be, with that being said, one thing that I've had to really work on, like that has been a huge part for me, like huge, but another big thing would be um, like going back to more of the business. I know we've been talking more about energetic kind of things and showing up, but I think thing for me is I'm definitely, uh, the more I get to know myself is I can definitely be an avoidant kind of person. And it's something that I've had to work on. Um, And when things get really tough, I'm someone who like is very avoidant. So um, one thing that I am working on now, um, which I think is really, really important. and, And fortunately I have, you know, I've been able to find really great groups and support and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, just making sure that I have those, um, business things in place. So things for my taxes, things Mm -hmm. for like, you know, all of the different things actually that you showed me too. Like that was really, I think a huge part too, for me to feel organized Mm -hmm. and be able to get into that flow and be able to work on my craft is having those kind of practices and, those things, not practices, but like those, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like, um, well, I keep thinking of like containment. It's almost like for someone that like is flowy or is a dreamer or likes that airiness. It's like almost like we need that safe containment. So we need like the email list set up. We need the the things in place so we can be that like dreamer self. But without those things, it's almost like there's too much flightiness. Oh, for sure. And so that I think was a huge, I think that really moved the needle quite a bit too, is I think before I was like so afraid of failure too, like for me and like for anyone listening, if, if you feel this way and, and it resonates, like this is why I'm saying it. But um, I remember having such a fear of failure for so long that, you know, if I don't try, then I won't fail. And so I kind of always, I was doing things even if I was passionate about it, I would do things from like the mentality that I'm like, well, I don't care that much about it. So if I started a new project or something, it was very much like, oh yeah, I'm just doing it on the side so that if I did fail, then I didn't really care about it anyway. So it was fine. So I think a huge thing for me with working with a business coach and just, you know, getting the support that I really needed was, you know, we did all the other things, but it was very much of like, having that support of being like, just show up and do it. Mm. Even if you fail, it's okay. Like, but I think that was really big for me for just like showing up. Um, And then I think another thing was just like, yeah, getting my email list. I know that sounds really simple, but something like it, for some people it's simple, but for me, it was very difficult. Like it, I, it was very difficult for like, you know, doing my freebie and, and all those little things that you have to do. But I think that made a huge difference, like in my business that allowed me to grow in all the ways that I wanted to. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think getting those kind of things under control was allowed me to not feel that anxiety in the back of my Mm -hmm. head. 
Yeah. <laughs> Almost like some forward momentum. Cause I, I think we yeah. had even talked about like, you had been serving your audience for so long, like sharing content. And it was almost like they're there. And you, you had even said, people are always asking me like, how can we work it? And you're like, I just don't know. Like, I don't have the clarity on what the next step is. And I think it almost went from like an energy of being a bit overwhelmed with the opportunities where just like my outside perspective of you now just almost seems like, no, I've got this. And I can really determine which ones I want to take on, which ones I don't. And again, I think that's just almost like an evolution of you as a business owner. And clarity as well, right? Of just being like, instead of just, you know, being very general, like being very clear. I think the clarity was a huge thing as well, right? And yeah. and when you're constantly, it's like that energetic, getting back to the energetic, the give and the take, the ebb and the flow. And if you're just constantly like giving, giving, giving with no like asking, yeah. um, so just like, you know, creating the recipes and all, and all the content, but not asking for something um, like, this is how we can work together. This is my free guide. If you don't need that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's important to have both. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that serves people too, right? Like the free stuff always will serve people to an extent. Right. And then it's like, we, and and like you said, that ebb and the flow or the give and the take, it's like for you to show up and even give this high quality information, make all these amazing recipes. You need to be you know, paid fairly, or you need to be taken care of too. So it really does require um, this exchange between you and, and your community as well. Yeah, exactly. So what's next for you in your business? Do you have anything kind of in store that you want to share about or any dreams for like where you want to take your business or yeah, just where you see it going? I love this. So I was sharing with you earlier, actually, that this year has already been so incredible. Um, I definitely had quite a bit, um, I won't get too much into it, but I definitely had this kind of just year of clarity and, um, just a big translation in my life, my personal life, my professional life. Um, and yeah, 2022 was pretty, uh, a pretty amazing year at a lot of hard hardships, but a lot of amazing things. Um, yeah, I stepped into my business fully, which is I'm a, I'm a con I do contract work. So I do collaborations with different brands. Um, I'm actually currently studying, um, to become a clinical herbalist. So I'm a practical herbalist with, um, and then working towards my clinical herbalist, uh, designation. And the cool thing about herbalism as well is it doesn't stop. Like it's just the more, you know, the more you don't know. And so, yeah, I just really look forward to just being more and more part of the herbal community in Canada, North America, um, and showing up a lot in that space. Um, I've been doing some amazing things with the community there. I'm working for the Canadian Herb Conference that's coming up, doing a lot of their kind of uh, social media um, and stuff like that. So yeah, this this year has been great with that um, in terms of you know my education. Um, I want to specialize more in women's health. It's something that I am so incredibly drawn to, um, especially um, working with anxiety, women's health and herbal medicine. So yeah, I'm just going to keep educating and getting, um, you know, educating myself and just growing my practice and my craft um, and yeah, just doing different collaboration in-person events. I've been loving and I've been doing more and more. Um, I want to start seeing more clients one-on-one, which I've been doing and I absolutely love it. I forgot how much I did love that. 
Um, so yeah, just collaborations, working more with clients, seeing how, how that grows in my, my clinical practice as an herbalist, once I, once I get my designation, and then I would like to eventually do a lot more teaching. I think that there's a huge opportunity there, especially in the herbal medicine world. Um, and yeah, eventually don't really know kind of what it looks like. I want to, I want to do a little bit of traveling. I really love the opportunity of working from my laptop. I am such a traveler. I love exploring. Um, and so I see myself, um, doing more internships abroad, whether that be, you know, in the States or, you know, overseas and just like learning from, you know, people that are either, um, well-known herbalists or, you know, healers. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm just, I'm just, what I've realized about myself is I'm a lifelong learner. I just mm -hmm. want to keep learning and I would love to eventually, as I see myself as an older, you know, an older woman is this like knowledge keeper of like all of this amazing experience and being able to show up and, you know, be of service. I really just want to be of service to other. I obviously want to make a living doing it, but I want a life filled with learning and adventure. And yeah, I don't really know what it looks like, but I can feel what it would, what it is, if that yeah. makes sense. Like yeah. Yeah. A, a set plan. Yeah. But, um, if anything has taught me in the past two years is that life always throws things at you. And so, yeah, I'm just looking forward to, um, I don't know, living a life that I want to live and creating my reality. And so I know that might sound a bit flighty, but yeah, I, uh, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> oh, I think it sounds amazing. And it just like even brought me back to what you were saying about the um, practitioner you worked with recently that was like, you're just like a baby. Like, you know, it's almost like you're a baby in your business and in life, like really just kind of like, there's so much opportunity for you. And that's really what I almost see for you again. It's just like, it's yeah. all there. It's all there. Yeah. You just almost needed to open your eyes to it and know that Definitely. it could be yours. Yeah. And I think that things too, is like, I want to do product development. I wanted, but I always want, I want everything I do. I want it to come from a place of creativity, authenticity, my values. Um, but yeah, I, I really look forward to work in, you know, the herbal medicine in particular space. Like I really like, that's kind of what I'm called to. Um, yeah. And I look forward to more and more working and, you know, spreading the message of herbal medicine, teaching, um, but also learning from people that have been doing it for decades and mm -hmm. are the knowledge keepers and the elders and, and all that. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm so excited. Walking, I'm just, I was talking, I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's so inspirational. And like, I mean, without going fully into this, I do think the, the space that you're in, the women's health, the herbalism, the kind of like, um, old like traditions that we were used to in our society, we really moved away from and become more technology based and more like things quick and fast. And I think like where you're kind of, or my perception of where you're headed is kind of us bringing back to like these things that we can really bring into our life that keep us grounded, keep us rooted and yeah. bring us back to ourselves. And I think that's so special to be the keeper of, you know, or the sharer of that type of information to be the one that can gain the knowledge and then, and then give it and send it to other people as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, like speaking my truth, I think is something that I didn't do for a really long time. I just kind of said what I thought I was supposed to say. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of just like 
really empowering women and, and, and creating that space for community and um, authenticity and truth. So yeah, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Well, I'm along for the ride. I'm, I'm definitely a fan. So I'm excited for you. So just to finish off, um, for those that are maybe just starting their nutrition business, maybe even people in school or in the first couple of years of getting going, like what would be a piece of advice you would maybe give to those people? Yeah, I would definitely say, um, you know, it's it for some people, they're going to know right away what they want. I met some amazing people on my journey through nutrition school that knew exactly what they wanted to do and they thrived and it's amazing. Everybody is different. I was not one of those people. So if you don't know exactly what you want to do right now, but you're just following the breadcrumbs in terms of like going to school because it lights you up and you want to be of service to people, it is okay if you don't know your niche yet, if you don't know exactly how you want to show up, it is okay. I cannot stress that enough that, you know, just finish school, just follow what lights you up. And I promise you, you're going to get there. Um, try not to compare yourself to others or let it, you know, go- led you astray. Just try to stay focused on what lights you up. And yeah, you're going to get there. It doesn't have to happen also right away. Sometimes, you know, everyone grows in different speeds. And yeah, that would be my main advice is don't compare yourself to others because I was not one of those people that knew what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's great advice. I mean, it's like patience, persistence and just yeah. and, and invest in yourself too. Like that would be one thing. Another little tidbit is sometimes we're, I don't know, not everyone feels this way, but sometimes we do get that, um, you know, feeling of imposter syndrome, where we think we need to keep getting these designations, okay, then I'll be taken seriously, or this whole idea that you don't know enough. Um, You do know enough, first of all, and sometimes working with, you know, a coach or working with someone um, so that you can feel confident in terms of like how you show up, like how, you know, working, working with you staff, I think was really huge. Sometimes investing in yourself can be a huge one before you start, you know, trying to get like 10 designations. So mm-hmm. yeah, just really evaluate like where you're at and, and where those insecurities are coming from. If it is that imposter syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> feel like this is going to be an episode people probably need to come back to over and over and re-listen to because there are so many good nuggets in here. And (laughs) I'm just so grateful of how open you were and um, how vulnerable you were with the conversation and really sharing like, you know, from where you were to where you are. And I bet you would even say you have so much to learn and grow like still, and you're not at, you know, step a hundred. I'm sure you would still see that there's so much um, progression to be made, but I think yeah. It's so evident that you've come so far. And I think even have had so many wins, if not, um, you know, maybe your business isn't where you want it to be, you know, at the end of the day, like yeah. just even the like personal progress that you have, I think is really, really huge. Yeah. And one more tip that I will say as well, that has always served me, um, that I love sharing with new practitioners is, and I've been doing this actually, since I was in school, I used to have this not rule, but I used to have this, like, thing I would say where every month I would try to meet up with someone on Instagram. So Mm -hmm. if I like knew someone from Instagram that I was chatting with or like, and I still do it, um, not as much as I did when I was in school, but I would have a goal to either 
like meet up with someone that I didn't know that worked in the space. And we would like go for a coffee and share conversation. And it's really amazing of how many times like that can lead into like, like lifelong friendships. Maybe it's just like a quick blip, but like, it's really cool to be able to get off the screen and be able to meet people in person. Um, now things are opening up and things like that, but I still like, even when I went to Vancouver or out West for the first time, I was able to meet up with like three different women that I had met online and I'd known for years, but like, you know, sometimes it might feel a little uncomfortable, but send that message. Just be like, Hey, would love to get a coffee with you sometime or a tea or a matcha or whatever. Um, Or do you want to go for a walk? And, and that, that connection, um, especially when we can feel so isolated, um, it honestly is so amazing. So I do highly recommend um, for those of you listening that are students taking that time to maybe like set a goal for yourself for like every month, I'm going to meet up with someone online that I've been chatting with um, or reach out to someone. Um, And it doesn't have to be because you're looking for something. It can just simply be Hmm. uh, just because you want to connect and meet that person on the other end. So that's something that's really served me and I continue to do it. And it's been like four or five years since I graduated and I will continue to do it. So highly recommend. I love that. I need to do that more often. So thank you for that push. (laughs) Get off the screen, have those real life connections. Yeah. Um, So just to finish off, can you share with everyone where they can follow you on Instagram a little bit about like maybe some offerings that you have in your business, anything you want to share with us? Yes, I would love to. Okay. So you can follow me on Instagram at Carly Carly. Nadine underscore. <laughs> I was just like, what is it? <laughs> um, I'm on TikTok as well, Carly Nadine. Um, and my ins- my website's carlynadine.com. Um, I'm doing a lot of different offerings now. I'm actually doing an amazing event I'm so excited about. It's with a company called The New New Age. It's one of my favorite herbal products company. And it is on their farm. And it's going to be an amazing half-day event where we're talking all about herbs. We're talking about um, uh, practices uh, through nourishment and herbs to transition into the autumn season. Uh, We're going to go for a big herb walk and then finish it off with a tea ceremony led by by the new, new age. So I like doing like little events, like I like been throwing events like that. Um, I did a medicinal mushrooms um, and adaptogenic herbs for stress workshop at the Really Kitchen in in Toronto. So yeah, I have a lot of in-person events. Um, And then eventually I want to start doing some more online like teaching because it's what I really love doing. So yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to. I love doing community. I love doing events. So yeah, you can connect with me in person or on the internet. Perfect. I can't wait. I will be signed up to your online workshop. So let me know when they're ready. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming, Carly. It's been such a pleasure. I absolutely love this conversation. I've personally taken a lot away from it and just thank you again so much for sharing my pleasure thank you so much thanks for listening in if you like this episode feel free to leave us a review share the episode with a friend or take us on social media catch you next time